Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Alexandra, a show for anyone interested in healthy lifestyle and positive mindset. Broaden your perspective by listening into casual conversations and unfiltered real talk I have with people that inspire me. Many of them I've met on my travels around the world. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast Unfiltered Conversations. If you are new around here or this is the first time that you're tuning in, welcome. I am very grateful that you found your way. These conversations are for you if you're passionate about life, body, mind and a holistic lifestyle. Today I talk with Pem Fassa. She is, besides the most loving and kind woman, a wonderful yoga teacher, mother, wife and as well an author at Live Healthy in the Emirates. Our paths crossed about two years ago in Abu Dhabi and there was the instant connection of mutual admiration, respect and friendship. She shares with you how and especially why she got into teaching yoga and how this keeps her in a place of living very well. Without any further ado, please make it yourself comfortable, grab yourself a tea, a coffee or anything else to drink and this conversation is for you. Thank you so much. Um, you, I know, as one of, I don't know, the kindest, sweetest people on earth that I've met. And well, we met a few years ago, of course, in Abu Dhabi, uh, where you live with your family right now, or already since quite a few years. Um, you're teaching your classes with that same kindness and sweetness and at the same time you let the people sweat quite a lot so I thought it was a really uh, interesting combination uh, you know to participate in your yoga classes I really love that um, yeah so thank you for coming on the show that is so Alexandra thank you first of all so much for inviting me. I'm very humbled and I'm also very, very happy to reconnect with you. And it's been a pleasure to have um, our, our paths crossed in, in, and uh, to bring us once again in a space, yeah. albeit virtual, so we can have a nice discussion together. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell a little bit about yourself, like where you're from? Because I know you're not born in Abu Dhabi. Uh, a little bit about how you arrived there, uh, what happened in your life, and how the yoga uh, lured around the corner and brought you to this space. So I was born and raised in Geneva, Switzerland. Um, of uh, Turkish uh, parents and I uh, have been living in Abu Dhabi for the last 15 years. I'll get to that part how we um, ended up making Abu Dhabi our home but uh, first and foremost I uh, started my journey with yoga at the age of 18 mm. uh, which was a very um, challenging period in my life um, in that at that age, I was already questioning the purpose of life. Um, coming from a, a background of a, a very, very different culture and living as, um, as somewhat of an expat in a foreign country and growing up there with um, a set of traditions and yeah. way of life, um, I found myself with a very big question mark as to what is what is the purpose of life? Um, mm. Why, you know, why are we, why are we here? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I stumbled uh, upon a, a very small Buddhist um, temple. I wouldn't even call it a temple, but it was on the fifth floor of a building in the center of Geneva. Oh, wow. And okay. I just walked yeah. through yeah. and questioning religion as well, because uh, my parents are uh, Muslim. Um, we were never raised with religion in our household. Uh, so I, you know, grew up with uh, church bells on Sunday. There was even a mosque next to where we lived. But, um, you know, I was never really introduced to religion. God was always present in our conversations with my parents. Mm. So I really wanted to understand more about not so much the rigidity of um, religion, but more of the openness and the variety that religion can bring, or at least the collective way of thinking. Mm, yeah. So Buddhism was that first introduction where I met a, a lovely um, uh, Tibetan monk. And, you know, I started having conversations and he could see that at 18, I was very troubled and uh, very lost. And he gave me the first um, introduction to the philosophy um, behind Buddhism and then uh, led me to yoga in itself in a, in a small school adjacent to the building I was visiting him in, uh, which was the Sivananda Yoga School. Okay, beautiful. Uh, is, so this is all happening back in Geneva. Um, correct. It's really special that you, like in this small building, that you then uh, encounter a Tibetan monk that recognizes something in you and has taken the time for you uh, to sit down and have a conversation with. That's really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he, he was literally the light and darkness at the time. Hmm. And uh, he, he proposed yoga because he could see that there was obviously the, the agitation of youth. You, you know, you want to find yeah. some form of discipline. You want to find some form of direction um and he said yoga would be perfect for you and so i was reluctant because i had an idea of what yoga uh was like and what the perfect profile would be to be able to practice yoga you'd have yeah. to be flexible you'd have to be very calm very centered and very smelling yeah. like um <laughs> incense <laughs> this is still <laughs> general these days these days there's still so many people who have that thought about uh i cannot start with a yoga practice because uh one i'm not flexible enough or two my body doesn't look a certain way or three um i don't know any of these poses and still i hear them until the day of today and the only thing that matters is take the first step and give it a try and yeah that's beautiful that's definitely beautiful so that started quite a long time ago and the Shivananda Yoga Center is that where you uh, started doing a training as well in the beginning that's correct so my first class I didn't want to go back because I didn't understand how on earth I would ever accomplish what the regular students were able yeah. to do in that one hour period but you know again it's uh practice is is the the key to um improvement and yeah. so i kept going back and um at the time and this is like you know prehistoric times i'd say i mean mm. i'm i'm back and i'm talking about the 
a dinosaur years where certification was not the way it is today. There was no yoga alliance. There was mm. no 200-hour teacher training. Mm. My course was a two-year rigorous course where you had to show up and show dedication. So yeah. I had to do everything from the physical practice, but also being part of that community. So preparing and brewing the tea in the morning, um, mopping the floors, yeah, setting out the mats, uh, lighting the candle, the altar, um, welcoming people. All that was part of um, what now we refer to a training in order to be uh, able to go out in yeah. the world and become a yoga teacher. Um, so two years of consistent practice of um, growing more and more in love with the, the community around me mm. and finding like-mindedness because there were quite a few other people my age who were very keen to start, but, you know, they, they, they went thereafter to India to continue their studies. Yeah. Uh, life took me in a different direction. I went into my, you know, school and studies, so I couldn't take that one year off and travel um, the hippie lifestyle in India. Yeah, to travel so half half around the world to really follow follow that part, that direction. Um, what I always say is like, no matter what type of training you're doing, you're following that what uh, lies close to your heart and what resonates best with you. And it's not so much about a certain school or a certain lineage in yoga. It's better than the other. Uh, all the lineages are are good. Uh, that for say, um, were your uh, could you say that your parents were supportive of this time that you started? Um, you know, going uh, that you seen the monk, talk with him, and from there um, coming to the yoga uh, practice. Were they supportive of this path that you chose uh, to be more connected with yourself? So. They were less aware that I was having these conversations um, with a Buddhist monk. And like I said, even though we did not grow up in a religious mm. home, um, they would have obviously been, you know, a little reluctant when yeah. it involved indoctrination or, you know, um, sh shifting one's gear towards another, um, something outside of your, yeah. of your community or your culture. Mm. But when it came to the, practice of yoga they were very happy for me they could see a change in me I was yeah. much happier uh, much more um, I'd say settled with myself not trying to escape myself all the time and and I think they could see that transformation mm. quite that, soon that's beautiful if you see that um, uh, because you've done quite a few trainings afterwards as well like the hours of education and yoga training that you have uh, followed that is very impressive um, mm -hmm. can you say that even till the day of today uh, yoga is a part of your of your life as it's a part of you that a lot of things uh, how you act um, towards yourself interact with other people uh, how you work everything is related into the philosophy of yoga? Absolutely, it is. And I've seen over the years the, the gradual shift 
from a more physical dynamic practice so yeah. that is like the movement side to a more mindful so everything that relates to the the mind the emotion mm. the 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 absence of a uh, reaction and the the birth of response to things yes yeah. I, mm. I you know when you're young you're more um agitated and you're yeah. you're you're less patient with things so now that i'm you know going into my grayer years in life i i find that uh yoga is far more um expressed in in a more mental way than it is in a physical way i mean i do love a uh, movement but yeah. even that has shifted a lot from where i started that's for sure well, it's like the physical practice as in the asana um the breath work the meditation that is of course i always call it the movement part uh but then what we uh learn uh in in these areas uh we take with us into our life and we apply this into our regular life so one um, something is difficult in your physical practice uh, how you deal with that is something that you take with you and you start to apply this in different areas of your life so um and in that said um yoga is these days very much um brought forward as being the physical practice but i choose to define it as a lifestyle and a choice how to incorporate this into your life still being you know mindful about the level of mindfulness and not going overboard in that either uh because there is still something is life and spontaneous and you know uh laughing and falling out of poses and that can as, as well happen in our day to days of course definitely mm -hmm. um are you raising your children with yoga in the back of your mind um unfortunately for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes i am uh, they don't have a choice they have yeah. a yogi mom uh so i was very lucky because um well i'm one of these moms who i mean like most mothers are i i, I would i would like to say a very attached to my children so i was very lucky that for two of my 200 hour training I managed to take my daughter along and she was certified at the age of 14 for the first one oh, and wow. then 16. Oh, and the reason yeah. why yeah, I took her is because she didn't want me to go away for a month. I couldn't bear being away for her. So the compromise was come along and do it with me. Yeah. And she absolutely enjoyed it. And okay. um, she doesn't, she doesn't um, practice it today, but I know that I've planted that seed in her and that it's going to serve her throughout her whole life. Yeah. Well, it's the seed of the yoga is planted. Uh, it doesn't really matter how it comes to outing. It doesn't really matter how she's going to express that into her life, but the seed is planted and it's there. So uh, this is the knowledge that she has with her that I love that. Um, <laughs> in, in your, in your uh, mindset, what does it mean uh, to live well as in, um, feeling comfortable in the space where you are, uh, that is body, mind, and soul. What does that mean for you on a daily basis to live well? 
To live well, I think, especially over the last year, what I have really been able to pinpoint, the word is health, maintaining yeah. good health, um, mind health, uh, emotional health, uh, yeah. physical health. Health is wealth. For yeah. me, um, when, when I think of the world, word well-being, it's really being optimal in your uh, everyday health. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, especially the last year has been challenging, of course, for a lot of people. Uh, time that we record this. Um, is there a daily practice or ritual that you do, like every day, that is keeping you in that space? Because some people thrive by having really uh, these daily habits for some people it's more a couple of times per week I need to do this uh, so this is very of course uh, different per person is it for you a daily something or is it like a few times per week so I've managed to incorporate um, mindful breathing techniques every single day I even have set a timer uh, twice a day just to remind me the importance of being aware of the breath. Without mm. breath, there is no life. So I, I was never able to center myself, even when the teacher in a class that I would take would say, you know, we're going to do a bit of pranayama work. Yeah, I would find it very difficult in a class setting. But now it's a daily um, practice mm. that I've incorporated. And it really manages to clear everything. Whenever I feel stuck, whenever I feel... Uh, out of balance or I can't find my grounding I come back to the breathing okay. much more so than meditation okay yeah well you can almost say that if you have a breathing practice this is a form of a meditation uh, because when you become aware of uh, of your breath of the rhythm of your breath you are being present in that moment and you are the observer so you can almost say that this is a form of, of meditating because you come back again without, you know, dwelling in your past or already being in your future. You come back to the here and the now. So that is definitely, I call it a form of meditation. Meditation is often thought about very complicated, but it can be very simple as well. People make life more complicated in this world. <laughs> they don't have to. I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, um, for me, the word meditation makes me think, okay, got to take the pillow out. Got to uh, the yeah. out. Um, I have to sit still. I have to like picture myself uh, wearing like a ceremonial robe. And, but it's not all that at the end, right? No, it, no. It's not. And no. just being is meditating. Just being, just being present and being aware of your breath. And that's totally fine. And that is moments, moments of meditation you can take with you into your day. Uh, but what you said, yeah, if you don't breathe, there is no life. So no breath, no life, definitely. So the breath is very important in that. Um, if you would sit down right now, are you still drinking matcha latte or is it coffee? <laughs> um, <laughs> Green tea, put it green that tea. way. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 keep it on the green tea right now. If you could sit down right now, have a green tea, um, with a person that you admire a lot, and this can be a famous person, can be somebody um, unfamous. 
who would that be and what would you like to ask him or her would it have to be in the realm of yoga no or no. anyone 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 yeah Someone who inspires so you a lot. Yeah, someone who uh, at the moment inspires you a lot. It can be maybe the writer of a book that you're reading at the moment and if you would like to ask a question on, you know, on the topic that that whole book was all about. Gosh, Alexander, you put me on the spot because <laughs> yes. uh, I've in in this in this uh, global pause, I'd say with the pandemic, mm. I have read more books than I've ever read in my whole life. So I've read things ranging from, you know, the yoga all the way to like mm. politics and um, history. And I'd say, and I'm only going to, so that I don't I don't waste your time, um, only because this is the current book I'm reading. Um, it's by Eddie Stern. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, a very well-known yogi who um, studied under Patabi Joyce, so the Ashtanga lineage. Mm -hmm. um, and his book is just so far, uh, I'm halfway through, so inspiring because even though yoga has been with me for over three decades almost, um, his words are now, I can, I can really relate to them. And the way he puts it forth, he doesn't, you know, sometimes you feel that everything has to be so structured, but he makes yoga, he, at least the way he explains yoga, is really open to interpretation. Mm. You can take it and make it as disciplined as you want. Mm. Um, and, he, and he explains it through the different layers of, um, uh, you know, the different, the, the yamas, the niyamas, giving these examples of how you know our actions and our behavior towards ourselves and others. So I, I'd say, yeah, Eddie Stern. Eddie Stern. Currently, it's Eddie Stern. I'd okay. love to sit and have a. What's the a title cup of, of the book? With. What's the title? Um, Do you remember that? Yes, I actually have it here. It's one simple thing. One simple thing. Okay, perfect. Um, anything that my be in this book that you can give as well uh, as an advice for the listeners. Uh, you know, there might be people listening in that they are a little bit doubting. They've done some yoga. They've done some practice. As in what would spark for them to go further on the quest of discovering how the practice of yoga can serve them better into their life. So anything out of this book that that you could add on to that? Absolutely. There's actually one part at the very beginning where he um, talks about the work that one has to do. So everything he says starts with the self. Mm. So whether you are, you know, focusing more on the physical side of yoga or you're more in the meditation side or irrespective of that, he says, Everything starts with the self. And he gives a beautiful analogy. He says, you know, there's the, the nursery rhyme about Humpty Dumpty yeah. who fell off the wall. Mm. So he says um, he fell and he broke, the egg broke. Humpty Dumpty was an egg. And all the king's men and all the king's horses couldn't put Humpty back together again. Mm. He says it's not that they couldn't put him back together. Humpty Dumpty couldn't put himself back together, yeah. which means you need to do that work. And there will be challenges in life. We're all going to go through those ebbs and flows in life. Yeah. But as long as we find that anchor from within, 
Yeah. We put ourselves back together. We're, you know, we're constantly going through this stage of transformation uh, from evolution to devolution. Yeah. Um, so it's all about the self. It's all about the self. Beautiful. Thank you so much for giving that as well. Maybe as an inspiration that somebody is listening in and is on that quest for where can my yoga practice serve me more and very often we are looking very much outside of us and this brings it again back that we have to look inside ourselves because all the knowledge is already within us but in the present world we are uh, challenged because there's so much happening around us that the visuals around us are uh, taking us outside ourselves very quickly yeah. of course that's for definitely mm -hmm. for you are all the way over in the emirates i'm in the caribbean so we have quite a few hours of difference for you it's late afternoon for me it's like oh it's okay it's like 9 30 in the morning so it's <laughs> not that bad um for today what was today for you an inspiring moment that you can say from okay i'm going to take this with me in the rest of my life does anything happen this moment and it can be just a tiny little notch uh, that you say from, oh, this was a, like a little bliss that I have received. Today, I would say just the anticipation of being able to speak to you again, to ah. be able to reconnect. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, yeah, I was, I was so enamored by your classes, your teachings, the words you speak, the pace of your classes. I was never one to, I shied away from uh, yin yoga. And yeah you really showed me a different side of, of yin yoga, which I, I, I try to practice on my own now. Um, but there's so many nuggets of wisdom that came from you. And I'm so thankful for that. Super. Uh, you know, here we go. A little <laughs> nugget of inspiration that just travels half over the world. <laughs> At the moment, of course, uh, it's a little bit complicated to have uh, in-person classes. Uh, I refrain yeah. from teaching online uh, because it is not my space to be. Uh, but then again, um, wow. one of these days we will be uh, reconnected again in person into real life. And I uh, you know, I'm anticipating that moment already. I'm going to thank wait. you so much for today, <laughs> for this time that you've taken uh, to share a little bit of insight in your personal life and what brought you basically to where you are today, that beautiful, kind, warm-hearted person. Thank you. And uh, it's, it's like a mirror. I feel the same for you. Thank you so much for having me.